Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. You know him as the host of the podcast So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. It's Ryan Bailey. Oh, uh, what up, Dunktown Nation? Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's, we should call them Dunktown Nation. I don't yeah, know why we you haven't got, you been. Got, you got Bachelor Nation. You got you can have Dunktown Nation. Anything anything that's cool should have a nation uh, as part of it. We've said I'm hoping cutie someday nation. to have totally Cutie Nation? Oh, yeah. We do have Cutie Nation. That's true. Yeah, we we call our listeners works. cuties. we have a t-shirt that has cutie nation on it that i forgot about until just now (laughs) you guys can buy it on t public what do you call your like that's what i was trying to think about what to call like listeners that listen to my podcast like do you call them goodies or baddies they both sound really lame like hey goodies (laughs) hey baddies like that's that's just like, hey, so bad it's goody. It just sounds weird coming yeah. from like a middle-aged guy, you know? <laughs> ba- I mean, baddies, yeah, that, that's like, has a different connotation. And goodies is like, <laughs> what, goody two-shoes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, They're like, you can't yeah. win. Like, also, when like, I think of goodies, I just think of like a creep sexual yeah. way. You know? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I can win. Oh, yeah. Like, Ciara. Hey, goody. hey, goody nation. Like, it just sounds weird. Mm. we'll have to we'll yeah. have to brainstorm this it could be yeah we'll figure something out <laughs> between the four of us so uh i was on ryan's podcast he was nice enough to have me on and talk about vanderpump rules which uh is one of my favorite absolute shit shows uh, that exists uh yeah. but you also talk about all, you you talk about all kinds of reality tv and just like pop culture in general um how how did you get started with your show? Well, I, the show actually started because, I mean, I didn't realize, like, people, I didn't realize there was, like, a group of people like me that, like, I started watching reality shows or, like, Bravo shows, like, 10 plus years ago, but I, I did it pretty much by myself, and I thought, like, none of my other guy friends, they all watch sports, and I watch these, and so I kind of watched, like, I suffered in silence, and then, like, <laughs> I didn't realize, like, Facebook had groups and stuff, so I, I started... I got invited to like Facebook reality show groups. And then I realized there were podcasts. And then I, like I became friends with like Laura Marie Shane halls and like all these people that were doing that. And I was like guesting on other pods. And then I did a uh, Kardashian podcast with a, a co-host a couple years ago. And I didn't like the Kardashians at all. And the whole thing was like, I was the novice. She was the expert. So it was kind of like you, you ladies, like learning basketball as you go along. And I was learning Kardashians as I went along. But my real passion was like Vanderpump Rules and Real Housewives of New York and like just pop culture. I was just that kid that was obsessed with pop culture and movies and TV. And so Mm -hmm. when that ended, I I didn't think I would do, but I just wanted to do one. So, I mean, I I just wanted, I guess, to talk and to talk about these shows that I think are horrible, but amazing at the same time. And I love them. So this is kind of that perfect thing to, to be able to talk to people like you, to be able to talk about my parents or childhood weird activities, like (laughs) horrible dates I've been on, uh, Justin Bieber, like anything that I want to, I can talk about. And they're really long form podcasts. So I just put timestamps and like, especially during quarantine, it just, they've gone like into like five hour territory, which is insane. (laughs) Oh my God. But I try, like I edit it myself. (laughs) I put sound cues. I don't have a Gabe. I don't have a, like I, 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 these things are like all like, just love affairs that I do um, 
just do because I really just love it. And I love talking to like-minded people or people like Vanderpump rules is having one of the worst seasons of all time. If you want to compare it to sports, yeah. you know, like they you know, it's like the worst basketball team out there. And <laughs> you know, yet, yet we're still, I'm used to being in relationships that like, even if they're bad relationships, I'll stay till the very end. And that's what it's like with Vanderpump rules is that I'll keep watching it, but I feel like you're just, you're breaking my heart week after week with this season. And it's, it hurts now to watch that show. But thankfully, we have like Real Housewives of New York and Beverly Hills that are killing it so far this season. Um, or even like the the Last Dance. Like I find these like any kind of documentary form, I will watch. Mm -hmm. And like I yeah. learn. Like I, I mean, I don't really learn anything anymore from Bravo shows. But like, I hate to start to jam that Last Dance thing in there. But I'm like learning from it. Like it makes me passionate. It makes me want to have a team. Totally. And not be just somebody alone in a bedroom. You know. I feel the same way. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm curious as someone who you know doesn't have a background in basketball. What? How like <laughs> like how are you enjoying that docu series? Because I think for me, I you know I obviously I have a basketball show, but I wasn't paying attention to what was happening back in the Jordan times. So for me, it's like I'm learning everything as I go, and I'm find myself so confused <laughs> by like the jumping around of the documentary, like from oh. different eras of Jordan. And I'm curious, are you having that same experience? See, okay. So I love the jumping around because I almost think it's like this artistic form. Like it almost makes it kind of like, Oh, okay. So they dive in like, like with the Rodman one, like they, they took one season, but then they were able to dig like Rod. Like, I don't know. I thought it was, it's kind of like, I kind of love it. I find it just like almost like an interesting, like how a novel can sometimes do or a movie, like a, uh, like say a Tarantino Pulp Fiction will do like a weird kind of form of like jumping around in time periods and stuff. And it mm -hmm. almost isn't laid out for you. It almost does make you do a little work and like kind of piece it together in your head like a puzzle. But I also, the yeah. last sports doc, like I, I own all the 30 by 30 documentaries. Nice. Like I, I don't watch sports, but I love 30 by 30. Like I, that OJ made in America documentary. It I don't know if so you guys good. saw it. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Blew my mind. Like I was obsessed with it. And this, to me, isn't as obsessive as I was with the OJ thing, but it does give me something to look forward to every Sunday night that inspires me. And I, I wasn't a huge basketball guy, but everybody knew Jordan. Everybody knew the Bulls. That was I couldn't afford the shoes. My parents couldn't afford the the, the Nikes, the Air Jordans. I got the like the Payless sneakers, but I knew wanting those shoes. I knew I knew all my friends watching those games, so I would watch that with them because I just wanted to be part of you know, a guy group or something, you know, like I knew the hysteria and you, what I, what I love is are people that are, have a, a singular passion, you know, that, that this man had a singular passion. He, at, at first he wasn't clubbing, he wasn't drugging, he wasn't drinking. He had a singular passion. And what I love is that it kind of comes out that he was an a-hole to his teammates because he wanted to draw like somebody that was able to take Rodman's unique talents and find a way to piece that in to make them win. Like that to me is like, that blows my mind is that there's a place for everybody. There's a place on the team for everyone. And like Jordan found that out. Like, I don't love the, I hate the gambling part. Cause you want a hero to be a hero all the way through. It's like, if Tom Hanks, you found like out started cheating on Rita Wilson, it would kill me. <laughs> like, like it kills me that cause you want your heroes to sometimes be perfect. And that's 
impossible. Yeah, but, but they're yeah, they're never perfect. I no, kind of like it thing, though. Right? I've, I like that Jordan is kind of an anti-hero. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's very '90s, also because there was there was so much like the the '80s was like so perfect. Or seemingly, they tried to make everything seem so perfect and like, you know, almost like the 50s style where it's like, we're all going to pretend everything's okay when nothing was okay. But in the 90s, yeah, in the 90s, you had like Charles Barkley doing the I am not a role model stuff. And I was like, kind of, you know, happy to see that. Like, I, I love the fact that this documentary is humanizing Jordan so much. Like, he, I'm more sympathetic to him because I can see his perspective in the fact that he yeah. is so singularly driven. So I'm, like, kind of excited about the fact that he, he's human, you know? Yeah. Well, that quote of him saying, I, I don't have a gambling problem, I have a competition problem. He's like, I have a competition problem with nothing in my life. I wish I had like a, I wish I had a competition problem about something. Like it just for him to even say, no, no, I don't have a gambling problem. I love to win. Like that's, I mean, think about the ego that comes behind that statement. You right. know? Yeah. The, yeah. The part where he was like talking about how he's basically like, imprisoned inside of his hotel room or whatever. Cause he's, once he let, got to that level of fame, it's like, yeah, I mean, that seems terrible. It's hard for me to feel bad for people who are too famous because they've chosen that life, but it still seems shitty. Like, I don't want that. I would never want that. It, and it does make me feel about my small life. Like, uh, I can, well, up until now, I could walk outside any day I want and not be recognized. <laughs> I mean, now I guess we're all kind of Jordans in our houses, but... <laughs> We are. Yeah. That's so true. There was no <laughs> moment more relatable than seeing him stuck in his hotel room on this his couch. New, this is the new Be Like Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Lay down in your room. Yeah. In sweats with yeah. Cheetos around you. You know, they don't do anything about his, his marriage. That's I don't know. Uh, I don't like, know anything about his marriage, but it's so interesting to me that they don't really talk about it in the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty sure he's not married to his first wife anymore. He is not. I know he's remarried, but like they had that one little clip after he won the series and they're like, uh, do you want to talk to your wife? And he's like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, give me the phone, you know? And I was just like, what was, I would be fascinated with somebody that driven what his relationship was like, because it just seems like where does, somebody that focused have time for romance, you know? And his kids, like, was he even there? I can't imagine he was present very much, you know? Yeah, we saw his kids a little bit, I think, in Paris, like, when they were doing the Paris footage. Right. But, you know, it'll be shocking if tonight's episodes, he's like, it comes out, he's like, oh, yeah, around the 97 season is when I became a serial killer. Like, something completely (laughs) random that that none of us know, you know? I do wish we had some like footage of Dennis Rodman's trip to Vegas. I know because it sounded. I mean, it, it sounded epic. What a great story! <laughs> and I love. And I that's the other thing is that I love that you can go back and ask these people about a moment from like fifteen to twenty years ago, like the Isaiah Thomas walking off the court, and they all know. Mm-hmm. They all go, man. He just no. They just walked right like they know it like the back of their hand. Like it's and they're like still us, mad, yeah. maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, that's that's For how sure. comp- that's how competition is, yeah. and that's the thing that makes me wish I liked sports better. 
because those are the moments yeah. they're like, man, that's so cool. You guys were so, and you got, you got angry about it. Like that's how much it meant. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why we have this show. I think it's because yeah. we wanted to understand that more and, and I, be part of that. I think what kind of the sort of nail in the coffin, so to speak, when we decided to make this podcast was Gabe, Agata and I were like explaining some drama to Gabe and he's like, this is amazing. Like it's, it's like the drama and the context behind a game is so much more, in my opinion, exciting than some games themselves, you know, like, yeah, yeah for sure. Those are the juicy deets that I want. Yeah. In- <laughs> and that's, I think that's part of why the jumping around was bothering me though, because I was trying to get invested in like the drama of a specific situation and like, you know, the villain or whatever. Yeah. And then it would, it would like jump ahead to like some other thing no, yeah, and I, some other person. Yeah. I get that. Totally. Each of these little stories could be their own documentary. Like there could be a documentary just about the bad boys pistons, you know, like I think oh, God, I would yeah. love to see that. Yeah. Well, they had a documentary about Michael Jordan's baseball career, you know, and, and that was like a whole nother, chapter of this guy's you know when he went and like like tried to be into the majors you know and he was like he you know paid for the bus for his farm farm team to like ride in style like you know there are (laughs) it's a fascinating story that but you know what's so funny is that this is what cracks me up is that it takes reality to get me into sports it takes it like you need to frame it like a reality show like like i never watch football but i do watch hard knocks on hbo which follows a football team (laughs) you know, for six episodes before the season and that I'm like, Oh my God, if you would just make a reality show before every football game, I would watch the football game. Like I would be so invested in these people and their families and the work they put in that to me is inspiring. But I just see sometimes the jocular, you know, or, or my friends, I don't know, like sometimes it's just boring. It's, It's like slow. It's like playing video games. I don't get that either. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there. I mean, there's there's so much more to it, but you have to like invest in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a reality show that you would pitch for the NBA right now during the pandemic? Ooh, oh my god, oh, that's amazing. So, what? I mean, I would follow. I would follow one team. You know, you got to follow one team. You would, you know, of course, kind of set it up like the Downton Abbey of like the superstars with the, you know, first, like the rookie season or the lower paid stars and be able to see how each are quarantining mixed with the coach on how you keep a team sharp when you, you know, and on top of it, it's fascinating to think about, like, I would love to know LeBron's mind frame right now of, Hey, this takes away a year of my body potentially of a champion. Like I need to be a champion I, you know, yeah. I promised uh, Los he's, Angeles. He's in denial about it. He's, he's talking about how they're still going <laughs> to, they're still going to go back to the season. And it's like, there's no way that's happening. I mean, there, I mean, unless, <laughs> I mean, Vegas, like the, I was looking at like diagrams of like Vegas gambling tables where they're literally put, it makes it look like a salad bar. There's like, you know, and the dealers behind like this glass bubble. And I'm like, man, they really <laughs> want you to, they really want you to gamble. And I'm like, but look like that. That's why that's why LeBron's a competitor though. He's like, I will I will make sure we play. Like I'll play in a suit I'll play in a, a suit that I can't yeah. breathe out of if I can just play. Right. 
but you do think about degeneration of bodies and like even jordan says mm -hmm. you feel that stuff lebron is it has to be feeling it you know yeah oh, for sure yeah and i they they have been talking about like other options of like basically like flying everyone to one place and trapping them there which i think that's perfect that's perfect <laughs> that's for reality, reality show, show. exactly reality show, yes. yes it'll be just like love island where you're just trapped. <laughs> yes. NBA, nba summer house yeah and like that i mean I would love it. I would love that show. I, they would never make it because it's too big of a liability. But <laughs> I'd never make it because they're ca they're cowards. Yeah, but I want to watch it. I also think like who you know Steph Curry doesn't want to like be away from his family right. for months on end. You know, like they. I think that's what would make it hard is the superstars would have to commit to being quarantined away from anything I feel, you know i feel like the nba can make them do it though right don't you think they have that kind well, of control maybe. over them they are under contract and it's yeah. like it's like nasa it's like signing up to go to space it's right. like you know it, it's like these are heroic missions like the like the <laughs> army or the navy like you gotta like you you know army and navy all these service members say goodbye to their families like tyler perry the I just read this Tyler Perry, the, uh, the, you know, movie maker, director, yeah. the all-star director is, uh, he has a new thing where he's going to, his idea is to do the kind of same thing of, you know, quarantine actors for two months in a studio where they get temperature checked every day. They can't leave. They can't see their families and they shoot until they're done. And then they're able to leave. And like, that's how much people like, that's how much he wants to make money. Cause you can't with Tyler Perry, you can't be like, he has an artistic vision and like, it's like, no, he just wants to keep the cottage industry going. <laughs> yeah. You know? but it could definitely happen with the NBA. And by the way, that would be awesome because you, if they were smart, you could do a reality show on top of it, you know? Yeah. It would, yeah. And, and everybody would watch it. Everybody would watch it. That like all the oh, sports yeah. fans would watch it. And I think other people would watch it too. Even if they just had the rookies, how fun would it be? Call the show rookies. <laughs> have all the rookies in a like hype house situation yeah you know they there's a basketball court out back they have to play one-on-one -on -one to like keep their spot they should pay us for these ideas i mean we're <laughs> just them, spilling them out for them free do, they make them do tiktoks on the meantime to like try to get money <laughs> and other you know like do dances on the you know <laughs> Yeah, that would this be is amazing. genius. I mean, I think Adam Silver, I know you're listening. <laughs> just hit us up. We have so many ideas. Yeah, I think they're well, just know, hold, they, they they're holding challenges. Out. Oh my god, so, a challenge where like if if like a certain rookie does good, he can see his wife for the weekend if she passes <laughs> if she passes temperature check and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, I, I don't. That. I don't. I think they would have to be fully cut off. It's too risky. <laughs> okay. They okay. could see each other, but there's a plexiglass wa wall in between. Yeah. Them. <laughs> oh, it'd be like jail. Yes. <laughs> on, on the either side. Yeah. Imagine the image of like a of Steph Curry's hand on a glass and just sliding down. <laughs> and you could put you could put like Aerosmith's "Don't Want to Miss a Thing" underneath it. And it would I be like a, a beautiful Armageddon moment. Yeah, I feel that well. Maybe, sell. yeah, maybe if they do it with like pe players that like would be willing to do that and don't have like families or whatever, <laughs> or they just want. Well, that, oh, but it, that doesn't work if everybody's not on board. So that's the thing. It's like it. There's no. There's no way to make it work. Well, do you think? Do you think do you, watching the NBA now? Do you guys find like? Do you guys see like? Do you call players like? Oh, that's a lazy player. Like, do you? Do you? Mm. Are there? Are there? And or are they all just as? They're not all just as passionate as Michael. I'm guessing, but like, no. are they lazy? I mean, there are some people that would say uh, Jokic 
doesn't work as hard as he should. Like Nikola Jokic pl- from the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, it was like Gazunite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like a, he's like a big he's like a big boy that he doesn't lo- he doesn't look super athletic in the same way that lebron does but the thing is i still think he's very competitive like i i don't know that you can make it to the nba without having a slightly higher than normal you know sense of competition like for sure yeah it's so much work i just really don't know if yeah you could do it but it's not as entertaining to watch everyone as jordan obviously but there are like yeah. i mean th- for me i find people and i like them for different reasons um i think it's hard to find i mean Le- lebron i think would probably be the only person that's currently in the league that's like at a potential jordan level but like the other players that i like it's because of other things that we've learned about them or how they interact with their team or what they have going on or who they're dating or like all that stuff. Um, are you guys noticed? Do you guys notice? Are there, are there superstars in the wings right now that you guys are noticing that like, oh, that, that's a potential Kobe down the road, you know, like, do you guys see that? I yeah. mean, like Zion, John yeah. Morant, like there's definitely young guys who Luca. are, Luca, yeah. yeah. There's young guys who are like, they're gonna, they just need a little more experience, but they're gonna totally get yeah. there, you know? Yeah. They're and gonna even, you look at Jordan and it, it took four years, it took right? them a while to before they actually won a championship. I just think like you need that experience yeah. um, and you need a good team and all of that stuff. So. And it, it has been fun. Like we've been doing this for a year and a half now and like watching the young ones that we liked at the beginning grow into like really great players that's also fun just to like see them improve yeah does anybody let you down like this guy's not fulfilling his potential mm. no one could let me down unless they did a <laughs> heinous crime yeah like, it's the it's the ones that are which like is possible it's yeah. possible in the nba well, it's exactly so that's the thing like yeah. if somebody is like um assaulting women or you know doing something fucked up or gross like we like Porzingis I think he is a big letdown Christoph Porzingis on the Dallas Mavericks um so like that kind of stuff is always a bummer and it's especially a bummer because the audiences around these teams kind of just dismiss it um because they you know they're like oh that's my favorite player he helps my team win and I don't really care (laughs) so that part of it is really fucked up and hard for for us to like be on board with because as soon and even as soon as we mention it and say oh he did something fucked up then it's like we did something wrong (laughs) it's like i didn't do any of this thing very like the big the big argument is was he convicted no right and it's like well we all know like how hard it is to get a conviction especially against a huge nba player so it has a lot of money you know so exactly. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume he's a huge asshole and a rapist. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm the, uh, yeah, I'm the same way with Countess Luann from Real Housewives of New York. Like, <laughs> she got arrested. Sure, like she did get arrested. You know, did she had the money to get out of it? Is she a bad person? Probably. Do I love her? Yeah, I do. I still. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just as bad as NBA fans. I guess. <laughs> what did she get arrested for? She assaulted a police officer when she was wasted and she said oh, she was oh, man. She, she was being, she was being detained and she said she's like I'll kill you and she was like hammered oh she was like oh my god her mugshot 
her mugshot looks demonic. I mean, she was like hammered. She was like New Year's Eve or no, it was the, it was Christmas or Christmas Eve. So I remember waking up and I was like, it truly is Christmas. This is insane news to wake up to. <laughs> and you saw her mugshot and you're just like, geez. And then she was trying to slip out of the handcuffs in the, the back of the car. And I was oh just my like, God. and so, yeah. And it, That's anyways. amazing. I just started watching Real Housewives of New York. So I'm, I haven't caught up yet, it's, but that'll be exciting. It, <laughs> to me, it's art. Like to me, that's the one where it's like the the rhythm and the patter of how they talk to each other is like almost like jazz. Like it's like you just <laughs> it just like goes like the, the way they just they talk over each other. This kind of like you would just you could pick which person to watch each time you watch it, and it can be a different story each time. And and it's like great. I just find, yeah, I'm weirdly it. artistic, you know, or just I'm losing my mind. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, I love it. It's a, it's a big, but I think the difference between what you're describing and the NBA is like, you're not trying to like model your life after Luann. <laughs> you're not like, oh, this is a great person and I want to be like this. Like, oh God, first off, don't assume things about me. Like, I don't, <laughs> okay, I don't I'm sorry. Maybe you, ha- you want your own cop interaction. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I just want to be, I just want to feel Giovanni like she does, like her hit single, feeling Giovanni. Um, yeah, wait, oh so, my God, that's a question I want to ask you. Does any NBA stars have music careers anymore, like Shaq oh and yeah. stuff? Oh, does yeah. Any- yeah, no way. Damian Lillard. Popular? Damian Lillard is a rapper. He performed at the All-Star Game this year to a lukewarm reception. <laughs> because but I'm, he's actually good. I think he's like a decent rapper compared yeah, to most NBA players. He's decent at rapping, but he didn't he clearly didn't know how to put on a good show. Like it's not yeah. as easy as people think it is to like perform a concert in front of a stadium full of people. But totally. like, but there, I mean, there's other, there's other people like Victor, uh, Vic- Oladipo. Victor Oladipo was on the, the Mass Singer, the last season of the Mass Singer. <laughs> yeah, the Mass Singer will actually get like, that'll, that's a great feeder system for people that want to like have music careers. Totally. Yeah. Awesome I mean, I think it was a great move for him because he was singing before and people seem he to really a like it. He's beautiful voice. He, he, he has, yeah, he doesn't rap. He sings like, he, it's like R&B, R&B style. Yeah. It's really nice. But Shaq, Shaq was great because he was just, you know, Shaq is also known for mumbling. So it's like, why would you ever like, <laughs> why would you think like rapping would be a way to go? Like, you know, because you guys were talking about last episode, you know, how he had his acting career and he had his, you know, but it was just like, you know, now he's like the general or like you said, Papa John, like, <laughs> yeah. like all the, you know, it, it's just so funny, like how many things they want to do once they become superstars. Like you could leave the rap, like I you talk about his movie blue chips. I don't know if you guys ever watched that movie steel. Yeah, we it's did. DC. I, uh, it's a oh. DC superhero movie called steel. That was like, mm-hmm. Oh no. Oh yeah. Like it's a whole no, movie. I haven't seen it. Warner, Bro- Warner brothers released it. It was like 99, I think 1998, 99. And he plays like somebody that gets into an accident in Vietnam and his body's half steel. And like, he's a superhero <laughs> called steel and it's him. And yeah, there it is. Steel. Oh wow. And, uh, wow. it's, it's, it's like was, knockoff Batman. <laughs> yeah, it was like well, it's part. It's a DC character, and oh. it's a horrible movie. I I was I played one of his Vietnam buddies uh, filming it, so I have like I met Shaq. I like have pictures with Shaq. Amazing. Wait, like, you're he, in the movie? Yeah, in the beginning oh of the my movie. God. It, it, um, we should have uh, watched that for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wait, wait. I will say Steel is worse than Trainwreck. It is. It is. <laughs> it is Trainwreck to Electric Boogaloo. It is not good. It is so bad. Oh, no. So bad. 
but no, I just want to hear hysterical to NBA players, like any kind of superstar, how they diversify always cracks me up. What was your interaction with him like? He would always like, he was super funny. Like, but well, my interaction cause I was in college, I think at the time, or, or like, it was like, I came out the summer break of like high school or college or something. And I remember he would have car dealers bring cars to the, we shot over by magic mountain. Like, like it was like this, like small, like supposed to be like Afghanistan or something. I don't know. And like the, he would have dealers bring cars to like, for him to test drive on set. And then like, he would just like, he would do things like he would like palm your head and he'd be like, oh. <laughs> like it was just like, and he was, he was just so big what? and he was like, he was the nicest guy. Um, I mean, the, the things that I remember about him and it was like one of his first films and he like, but he was just, you could tell he was just doing tons of things. Like he had so many people around him and he wasn't nasty or mean, or he was like a really nice guy. What I remember. And he was just always, he was just always nice with us and just, he would always want to joke. He would forget his lines a lot, but he didn't have many lines. Like they, they would try to write things that just didn't have a lot of lines, you know, cause he, it was like hard to, <laughs> it's hard for him to like do like full like speeches or something, you know? And I remember totally. yeah. there was this other, there was this other actor who you, you forgot his name, but he's like this older actor that you've seen in everything. And he was like the general. And I remember like, it was one of my first films and he, I didn't know, like, I was, like, working on the tank at the time that he was on, and he was like, you're in my shot. Like, he was teaching, like, <laughs> I if you move your head, this, like, I was learning, like, camera techniques, but he was, like, such a dick about it, where Shaq was, like, just, like, really cool and mellow, and, I mean, he probably shouldn't have been as mellow as he was for a big budget movie. <laughs> you know? That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. We're going to have to watch that. I'm excited. Yeah, don't, I've never don't. even heard of it. Honestly, don't be. It's really not good. Like, We have no standards on this show. We'll watch anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, I, I watch it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard about it in years. Like, there was even action figure. I have a steel action figure, I remember. Like, uh, but it didn't It didn't turn into the franchise they wanted it to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I can you, imagine. Do you have a, like, screenshot of you in the movie that you can send us? <laughs> I might, and also it was like when I was like, it was also, I was also grossly overweight, like at the time too, which is like also bizarre. I was in it because it was like I was a military guy, which it was just, it makes no sense why I was even cast. But I think I do have a picture I can show you with, I have to dig through it because it's like with Shaq and me and like a tank, I think. And Amazing. Amazing. Judd Nelson was in it. it. Judd Nelson was the bad guy in it from Breakfast Club. I don't know if you guys. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> yes, I I love him. It uh, it was it was it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so there's a couple little uh, bits of quarantine fun uh, that I just want to look at really quickly. Kyle Kuzma, a young fella on the Lakers, grew a mustache <laughs> in he, quarantine. He dated Kendall Jenner. You may know him from that. <laughs> oh, yes. Took the break on the road trip. Yeah. I love this look for him. No, that I, was Devin Booker on the road trip. But she, he dated her a while ago, right? Was that like last oh, summer or something? Okay. Uh, yeah, it was like last year. Is this wow. photo problematic? <laughs> You think he's trying to look Mexican? Yeah. Isn't that what he's implying? Maybe. I just thought he had a mustache. I thought it was <laughs> I like, didn't think he... I didn't the mustache hat combo. Well, I thought it was... Like, yeah, I mean, it might be. Like, I, it feels very metrosexual. Like, it, like it, 
I, I mean, I don't really obviously take care of my facial hair and stuff, but like if I did, like maybe I would do something like that. I don't know. It doesn't strike me as like I thought he kind of looked like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> that's it. That's a way like All a right. like a like he's a very handsome a twenty twenty Freddie Mercury. This, yeah, let's just assume he's doing Freddie Mercury. <laughs> well, I don't. I you know I feel like he probably I don't know got what his intentions were. Maybe if if you were offended by Kyle Kuzma's Instagram post, please let us know. Hi at Dunk Dot Town. <laughs> well, it's also like Cinco Cinco de Mayo is like a bullshit made up thing totally <laughs> so it's like yeah i mean i'm sure like, he was just trying to be like from what i understand casual. mexicans don't actually celebrate cinco de mayo it's like a party holiday like saint patrick's day so yeah yeah maybe this wasn't the best uh move on kuz's <laughs> part i'm sure he'll be fine <laughs> i'm writing down look into cinco de mayo is it a bullshit holiday <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you're taking notes. <laughs> Let's look at Tyler Hero's potentially problematic hairstyle. Oh, yeah. Now we have another problematic post. Okay. Uh, Tyler Hero, a white player, has put his hair into... I don't even know what to call this. It's not braids. Is, that a, star, is like, that a Star Wars symbol? Like, is that a That's what I thought. It, it looks, looks like, like a like vagina to me. <laughs> Well, got it. What the for real? Like that's it, with the like a I guess it's like a devil horn, like like a staff. It looks like the top of a a, tr- a trot. We all have different vaginas. <laughs> we're all, yeah, they're all valid. They're vagina all shame. I don't know. I I've always tried but not to. I see do it. There's can like you, labia on in, the sides. <laughs> I can't really tell what I'm looking at. Oh my god! Is that okay. a supreme? That's a supreme clipper. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so lame. <laughs> The Amazing. hair clip- clippers are supreme brand. I wonder if he's looking at the other guy's Instagram photo while this is happening. <laughs> I mean, it's Who's very that? elaborate. It looks like it was very difficult to do. That should like so have, much time. Should a white player be doing this to his hair? I don't think so. I don't think any ethnicity should be doing this to their hair. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't true. Think this is, I don't think this is a, a white. I think this is like nobody should take. Like, there's better things to do with your time, especially if you're famous. You could like help kids or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. They should all be helping. Also, kids. the guy cutting his hair—he looks like he's about to spray paint something. You yeah, know? like he's like got yeah. like the double barrel mask yes. thing. It also looks like he's not wearing pants and just has an apron on. <laughs> wow. oh my God, it he does. does look like that. It is. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. I'm gonna. Just let's just assume he was pantsless. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last thing is Giannis got hacked. Um, so and Giannis Antetokounmpo is. Have you heard of him, Ryan? No, that sounds so complicated. The name. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard name to learn, but he it's is a hard one, name. he is one of the league's premier uh, cutie pies. We're we love him. He's also <laughs> he he's also probably the best player besides LeBron. Um, debatable, depending on who you talk to, but. I think those two are he's like very, very good. He's very good. He plays on the Milwaukee Bucks, um, and he is a he's a sweetie pie. We fucking love him. Wait, well, are you saying sweetie pie and cutie because you're like you think he's cute, or you just think he's an all around good guy? No, we think he's a good person. Like, okay, okay, got it, got it. It's not that. Yeah, it's not that he's hot. He I is mean, attractive. He is, he is attractive, but, but it's not about that. Oh, it's it's more it's more for you ladies than that. It's. It's not, it's not looks based. Okay, got it. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's not just what you look like. You have to he's be a good guy. He's, he's a renaissance man. He's the whole Yeah, package. and exactly. everybody loves him. Like, he is very well-liked. He's an amazing player. He destroys people on the court. Um, and then he's he's a cutie he pie outside of that. He on the court and on the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, yeah, he's Greek, so he has a cute accent. <laughs> Um, but he got his he got his Twitter hacked, um, and it was it was not a pretty sight. There, whoever did it posted a lot of disgusting, gross, racist bullshit. Um, oh, fun. Do, uh, but we got a cute meme out yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, so there's a meme from of this. the last dance. So you're gonna have to click it, I think. So. So the first tweet was, I'm going to the Warriors. Yeah. And, and then, then there's Michael Jordan being like, so oh. the, it says Steph Curry reading Giannis's tweets. Yeah. Um, so Michael Jordan's like, oh, this is cool. And then at Steph Curry 30, I fucked your wife. <laughs> and then Michael Jordan being like, what the fuck? Uh, that's like that girl that, that tastes the uh, soda and then she doesn't like it and tastes it again. Yeah. It's like, the kombucha girl. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the memes of Michael Jordan looking at an iPad. There's so many good ones so out there. So good. <laughs> Keep up the good work, everyone. Now it's time for another all-star review. This is the segment where we read your reviews of our podcast. This one's from Dan Angler. It's called Let's Play Some Basketball. After hearing a few episodes with notable guests, I went back to episode one so I could accompany Agata and Anastasia on their basketball journey. They, and producer Uncle Gabe, are hilarious and enthusiastic about the game without ever falling prey to the brain parasites that turn most sports talk into an ego-driven shouting match. Dunktown USA is the place to be. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah, thank you. If you want us to read your review, please just leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, um, and we appreciate every single one. So normally during the season, we talk about all the news that has happened in the past week. But today we watched a film from 2015. So let's find out what was going on in the world around that time in Previously on Basketball. Previously on Gotham. Basketball. The NBA completes its 69th season. The Golden State Warriors win the title and Steph Curry is named the MVP. In landmark Obergefell versus Hodges decision, U.S. Supreme Court rules that same-sex couples are guaranteed the fundamental right to marry. Topping the domestic box office this week with $57 million is Ant-Man. Trainwreck takes third place with $30 million. (laughs) The number one song in the U.S. is See You Again by Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. Puth? Iconic. (laughs) From the the Furious 7 soundtrack. (laughs) Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton has its Broadway premiere. Carl Anthony Towns will join the Minnesota Timberwolves as the number one pick at the 2015 NBA Draft. Anastasia and Agata go to see a One Direction concert. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's in there. 
<laughs> we oh, did, man. in fact, go to Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. <laughs> <Wow>. That's <laughs> true. One direction. <laughs> we did. That they're was fun. Reu- they're supposedly reuniting for their 10th anniversary. Wow. Is that true? That'll be... Uh, that's, wow. what I, that's what I, I keep reading, yeah. I think God. the pandemic has kind of slowed things down a little bit, but that's what I was hearing. They're doing so- something to celebrate their 10th anniversary. We've got a clip of us talking about this concert. Let's hear it. Yeah, this was uh, this was on our old podcast, Trends with Benefits, that uh, this was actually recorded the same week that this movie came out. Oh, interesting. I'm just going to say, though, lots of gyrating on that stage. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. The, the concert was wonderful. We were like, we were like less than 10 feet away from them at some point. And Nagata was reaching out to cup anything in sight. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was touching everything. Everything I could reach. <laughs> Iconic. Cupping is such a horrible word. That's cupping. That's so horrible. She was kind of like uh, Oliver... Please, that was really fun. We, yeah, we were very close. It was yeah, a, if it was you a fun go time. back and listen to our detailed uh, story, we actually our seats got upgraded randomly because there was a Honda where our seats were supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, we showed up to our seats and there's just a stupid Honda with graffiti all over it, like where we should be sitting. <laughs> so much better than I thought. Somebody you were gonna like the backstage came out and like. Harry picks out ladies he wants to like oh. hook up with and like God, what? That's, that's better than that. I don't see how that's possible. That would have been amazing. We yeah. would have been like, yes, please. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a dream. But great time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, boys, for putting on a good show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the rest of this, it's like this feels like it was yesterday, right? Like who doesn't remember the Wiz Khalifa song that permeated culture <laughs> in 2015? Black, is that black and yellow? Black and yellow? No, it's see you again. Let's, let's l- play the clip. Let's see a clip. He's got his piano out. And this was right after uh, what's his face died, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or what's his a walker? <laughs> you know, I am a big fan of the Fast and Furious movies. I love them. I have seen multiple of them on opening night. It's just a fun time. I have a fun time. At the that, movies, that, that that song I remember seeing that one in the movie theater, and that last scene where they're Vin Diesel and Paul Walker are in separate cars and they <laughs> head nod each other, and Paul Walker drives. And I know, like I, you know, I'm so it's like horrifying, but it's like the way they try to symbolically let Paul Walker go with a CGI wave of like goodbye Vin like I'll drive ahead you know and then that's like they really then that song plays and it's yeah I heard they're gonna do a Fast and Furious in space which is like wild oh my god that's amazing amazing (laughs) I want to be in it (laughs) just an extra whatever (laughs) we actually have our own Fast and the Furious story we were waiting in line outside of the historic Castro Theater in San Francisco to watch a Fast and the Furious film when a 
old man in a van drove up on the sidewalk. He didn't hurt anyone. Everyone was okay. But he just like drove out of control, hitting a bunch of lampposts and chairs and stuff. And like storefronts. He was like crashing into everything. And then just rode off. (laughs) That kind of uh, guerrilla marketing is like awesome. Like that's like you can't you can't buy marketing like that. That's amazing. Yeah, and meanwhile, I I had just bought a dick shaped cookie from a cookie store <laughs> next door to the theater. Yes. And I was, yes. Cookie, and I was like, Anastasia, take a photo of me with my dick cookie. And there's just photos of me like with and with you can see the, yes, the car is in the background like making its way down the sidewalk. <laughs> and we didn't you realize so many time. adventures. That's that's amazing. Like you you guys should eventually pitch all of your adventures to like Quibi or something like that. Like this is oh man like, ten minute uh, story. We should just little vignettes of our adventures together. Honestly, it would be better, not a bad it would idea. Be better than train, better than train rack. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, uh, let's talk about this film that we watched. Wait, I just want to say, um, sorry, before we move on, can we, can you guys believe that Hamilton's only been around for five years? It feels like a fucking I'm the lifetime. the only one in America who hasn't seen it. <laughs> I, ha- I have I not play, seen I, it. And I do I not want to see every it. every day. Well, really? now I don't want to see it because everybody. I, when it came to LA, it was there for like six months, and you could like like you, there was an app, and you could play it every day, like to see if you can get student rush tickets. And yeah. all of my friends like won at some point in that six month period, and I, I played every day. And then my stupid friend Matt Byer, who's like engaged to my other good friend Jessica, like they started dating during that time, and her parents bought all them the Hamilton tickets. So I was like, you don't even want to see Hamilton, idiot. I'm the guy that likes musicals, and like you don't even deserve to be with Jessica. And now you get to just go to family events and like be like her plus one. Like that's bullshit, dude. Like yeah. replaced. Oh, completely. I was Damn. like, this is so. You don't even like. And then he was like, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> like, and it was like rude. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds annoying. It is- it really is like now they live together and like it's her house and like he has a pool now because she had a pool and it's like you just like uh, you just inherited like a pool <laughs> and like all of this space and then he calls it he's like hey why don't you come over to our house i'm like it's her house you just live there like you're engaged <laughs> to her like that could all go away and you don't like like it's so frustrating he's I taking it for granted they, they, you know what he might listen to this one too because he loves sports so hey matt <laughs> If you want, we, Anastasia and I will, um, you know, do what we can to break up that relationship. (laughs) I've already done it. Like, if you go look at my Instagram story, it was like, it was a five-year anniversary today where he, at a wedding, him and a couple of my guy friends went over to a pool and broke the, uh, the diving board. And this is before they were dating. This is when they were just friends. And it was five year anniversary of that yesterday. So I posted on my story of happy five year anniversary when <laughs> Matt Iyer broke Jessica Wegner's diving board. And now uh, he's <laughs> married to her, but the diving board still isn't fixed, which is interesting. Like, wouldn't you want to, Matt, wouldn't Matt want to fix the diving board if he lives there? It just seems weird. So I wanted to point that out. To yeah, Jessica how are you going to dive without this. the diving board? I mean, you can do do just manually with your feet, but like, it's like the diving board's (laughs) meant to, to dive, you know, like that just feels rude that you wouldn't, especially if you're going to marry this woman, wouldn't you want to say like you, you follow through and you fix things, you know? Maybe that's how he ended up with her is he uh, asked a witch to like, (laughs) to give him a love potion, but he had to break the diving board in order for it to work. (laughs) And if he ever fixes it, she'll fall out of love with him. 
So their love story actually was pretty cute because he was one of those guys like they actually were best friends and then he like started liking her and he like told a couple of us but he was like swore us all to secrecy and then like our one friend sean finally like kind of like hey, hey jessica do you think you might like and he was like and jessica liked him too of course but like he was furious like he wouldn't talk to our friend sean for like six months he was like you you betrayed me and he's like you guys <laughs> you guys got together because of it you guys got together because he was I the matchmaker something. That yeah, seems he like was a like, crazy uh, thing to be mad about. Well, because he was so scared he would lose his friend, which is actually cute. So <laughs> he still needs to, he still needs to fix the diving board, you know. Speaking of love, let's talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> this romantic movie we watched. What a um, ride. Yeah. <laughs> it is 2015's Trainwreck, written by Amy Schumer, directed by Judd Apatow. So, um, we decided to talk about this movie because there's so many basketball players in it, a huge <laughs> basketball element. Um, the Bill Hader plays Dr. Aaron Connors, who is a basketball physician, surgeon. He does knee surgery. He like created a knee surgery for athletes. And uh, Amy Schumer is the star and she is um let's just say very sexual and then dr aaron connors played by bill Hader, makes her settle down (laughs) (laughs) she is horny from the very first scene that's what we're meant to take away and a a voiceover she says hey guys just you know what deal with it (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's having sex with john cena Actually, the scene, there's a scene where you see John Cena pretty much completely naked, except for a towel on his penis. On his erect penis. (laughs) Good. I mean, I wonder if that was in the script or that was something they found on the day that was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I had the towel on my penis? (laughs) (laughs) And how did, how did, what are the practical effects like did he actually have an erection like if he was a a real actor he would have gotten an erection because that's like you want to be in the moment you want to like yeah you want to like really believe (laughs) that that's who you are at the time you know i mean i kind of felt i kind of felt like he was like the breakout star of this movie (laughs) he's a very funny comedic he's a he's a a great comedic actor this was the first time uh, maybe this is his first movie. I don't know. But this is the first time I had seen him act. And I remember at the time going like, oh, wow, he's very funny. Like he he got essentially street cred <laughs> from this movie. Yeah, I remember saying um, like he's the only fu- funny part of this movie. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> There's the I have to say, look, I'm going to get my dig in up top. I think almost every Judd Apatow film is too long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree I with mean, that. I mean, could... I think every movie period is too long. <laughs> oh, my God. There's, there's some movies no... that I like that are long, but, like, this is, like, Judd Apatow movies are not, like, Judd Apatow movies, like, it's sad when the audience is even like, oh, you could probably cut that and that. Like, yeah. uh, like not yeah. editors, like, just normal people are like, oh, I could have cut that, you know? He just thinks... There's a, there are a lot of bits in this. Like, just to give some background in the story, because we're not going to go through all of it. We don't have time. Um, Bill Hader's good friend is LeBron James <laughs> as himself. He, and, he did a pretty good job. 
Yeah, yeah. LeBron did a good job, but it was, it, you know, it was a, a very like type of character. Like, oh, you're gonna play the guy that's like your best friends with the nerdy white guy, and that's your thing, yeah. even though you're LeBron James, and we're gonna treat right. you like your normal friends, even though you're LeBron James. And the thing is, they think you're gonna be LeBron James, but in reality, you're like a nerdy white guy in reality. Yeah. yeah, like LeBron James doesn't pay for lunch. Yeah, and so like, the, that that part of it where he's like cheap, um, I I didn't like that because <laughs> also, I mean, I know it's a, I know it's a joke in a comical movie, <laughs> but I'm thinking like I would love to be rich. I mean, get sure. in line, right? Every yeah. everybody would. But one of the things I would do at that level of being rich would be to buy my friends a bunch of stuff and like take them places lunch at least yeah yeah like so to me the idea of being that rich and like trying to like fight over a diet coke on a bill is it was upsetting or him saying like (laughs) or him saying no i gotta watch downton abbey tonight because all the other nba players are gonna watch it i don't want to go into to practice (laughs) and they all like we just like a ha ha but like in the reality, we know they're not all watching Down Abbey. So then it kind of pokes. I don't know. It just. It, I got the first time I watched it like years ago. I, I think I liked it better than when I watched it last night. Me too. Yeah, I think the first, this was time, the first I time I watched time I, it, I saw it. So. I think the first time I watched it, I was like, "This is pretty funny." Not my favorite movie ever, yeah. but I got a couple laughs out of it, so it was good. And watching it now, I especially because I'm like. I am so sick of rom-coms where it's like, I'm a slutty career woman who doesn't realize all I really need is a ring on my finger and a baby in my belly. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it, uh, what kind I of hate femi- that. What kind of feminism is that she literally then, like, in reality, if the movie's to be believed, they sh- neither of them should be with each other. Like, she literally right. was screwing up his career, like of actual knee surgeries. And then she then all of a sudden out of nowhere, like goes back on everything she thinks of as being a woman and feminism and like, you know, needs to win this guy over again that like they shouldn't even be together to begin with. Like it was bizarre. Like she literally becomes a cheerleader in order to get him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I, that <laughs> ending was so wild. <laughs> It was so bad. It involves Uptown Girl because that's a song that is earlier in the movie. And the thing, I just, I don't, I hate, I hate when you see a movie where you're like, I just, that one scene where she's complaining all night after missing his speech because she went, I mean, to me, that's like, yo, he was right. He should have his feelings hurt. And like, right. you know, that's really selfish. Like he has a big knee, he has a big knee surgery the next day. You're literally yeah. like, lives are at risk now. And because right. and then you did like she smoked weed all day the next day and like just like slept well, he almost ruined his whole career. Right. He almost and fucked actually, up Amari Stoudemire's knee. <laughs> I want to talk about that because so essentially what happens is Amari Stoudemire is prepped for surgery. Bill Hader comes in and he's like clearly tired because he didn't sleep all night. And Amari Stoudemire already has a sedative in him, but he's like, fuck this. I'm canceling the surgery. You cannot perform on my knee and he gets up and walks out and I wanted so badly for them to show his ass in the <laughs> hospital gown as he's walking out and they did not sorry uh, I was saying, opportunity sorry about that. I, I would, would you would you have cupped his ass like at a one direction concert yeah I I mean I'm a huge Amari Stoudemire fan I love he he was on the Phoenix Suns and I'm from Arizona so like I would one million percent 
with consent yes. cup his ass. That's great. Thank yeah. you. Any, Thank any you. cupping is consent. Consent cupping. Well, I don't. I don't under. I don't know. Judd Apatow. I feel like I. I know he means well, but I always feel like we're being fooled as an audience member because what he's doing is he he's taking somebody that somebody found funny at the time and then he's also then injecting some kind of real moment of like oh my father is sick and like it's like it never feels like it's fully real or like he's it's like he's trying to be real but then it just feels like pieces that he thinks will be funny and do you know what I'm saying? Like that, there's yeah. New yeah. It doesn't the all come Staten together. Island seems like this, like the new one that Pete Davidson film that's about to come out that he directed. I was feels just going to say that way. It's like taking it's the same story, right? Pete's story about you know his dad's a firefighter. He's a drug guy. He you know like it seems like he's taking Pete's life, but then making mm-hmm. it and Pete's like sort of likable, I guess, or hot right now. And it feels like he does the same thing movie after movie yeah. in that sense, but none of it seem like seems like real i don't know like it just yeah. like this is this is a mashup of amy schumer's real life yes. and horrible rom-com tropes that i yes, don't that's it the tropes want to like- see anymore so how do you guys feel about amy schumer in general i mean definitely mixed feelings i thought that a lot of her sketch show like there was a lot of really funny good sketches in there yeah i agree with that yeah I loved her on the, uh, I think she first like started getting really popular at, uh, with the Charlie Sheen roast, I think, or something like, and I really, oh, li- right. I really yeah. liked I her, that. I really liked her roast. And then I listened to her stand up album. That was good. And then I remember she was on Stern once and was really funny. And then I was like, her sketch show was like for a comedy central show was pretty good. And you know, like she see, she seemed likable. And I think that's really kind of what it takes. But then after a while, it, it's uh, not like a one, I don't know. It's kind of like a one trick pony in a way. Like once you're used to somebody's way of speaking or like the way they tell a joke, like, you know, she'll like bam, bam, bam. And then like kind of reverse, reverse the joke and like, make you know, like, ah, yeah. like once you're kind of hip to like how comedians make their jokes, it kind of loses its power and steam. And I don't know if I necessarily want to see Amy Schumer as a dramatic actor or watch her raise her child or, you know, like any of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I think she has talent. I think she's like, and I also there's some sketches that from her show that I thought were really important. Like there, there was this one sketch that I love to this day where her boyfriend is pay- playing a video game that's like a war video game, and then she logs logs on as like the female character. And then it just becomes like a sexual harassment trial. <laughs> it's really funny sketch and really well done. Um, so there was like stuff like that where I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I just I like I think for me, like she got so popular and then there was this huge backlash against her. And that bothered me because then it was like people being like women aren't funny, blah, blah, blah. Look at right. Amy Schumer. And it's like, well, I don't think that's a fair thing to say. But also, like, it's not for me, but I don't want to be, like, publicly bringing her down because, like, people find her funny. So that's fine. Like, they can, like, I don't need to weigh in on every conversation about every... Even yeah. though I am doing it right now, <laughs> like, yeah, but, <laughs> that's what Twitter's for. That's what Twitter's for. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, this is fine. Like, she's she's doing her thing. It's not what I'm going to be watching or 
whatever, but I'm not going to be like spending my energy being like, she sucks and she's not no, funny. She, like, mean, but by the way, do you even get to that point? You like, she is funny. Like, I mean, like there's no, yeah. there's no funny. And by the way, like the, uh, you know, whether I like train wreck or not, it is like no, nothing like on uh, her. I almost fault Judd Apatow more than I do Amy Schumer in any sort of way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, there were some parts in this film that I found super funny. Like, uh, the first time she has sex with Bill Hader, she's like surprised by how big his dick is. And she goes, I didn't see this for you. <laughs> and that made me laugh. Like there was a, there were several moments where I like made a note because I was like, oh, this is a, this is super funny. I just feel like as a like, I agree with you about Jed Apatow. Like I like a lot of his movies, but I do think that he has this formula that just doesn't like he he uses too many like tired tropes and he lets things go on too long the scene where lebron james has an intervention for bill Hader, and for some reason matthew broderick is there and for some reason Marv like, Albert. um yeah, yeah and uh uh what's her name chris um fuck i can't remember her name but why would why did that scene exist? It wasn't it funny. It was so weird. It, it was not like part of the story, really. It it makes me think too that I bet like a lot of these scenes didn't have actual like they had outlines and not actual writing. Like it feels yeah. like a lot of his movies have outlines of like, wouldn't it be funny if Matthew Broderick and Marv Albert and then we'll just find what's funny on the day. We'll find it in the room. Um, yeah, and I feel like there's a Improv lot of it. that, and then and then he goes, and then the real magic happens in editing, you know. And I'll shape it, I'll shape right. whatever. So just off the top of your head, say as many things as you can, and I'll find what's funny in there, you know. He should be he yeah. should be more willing to just cut shit out because, like, yeah, I get right. that as a strategy, but if it's not working, then like you don't want your audience to be like, what the fuck is happening? I think he fancies himself as this director that I really like that I don't, you know, I don't know if you guys would know, but James L. Brooks who did like. Uh, oh, this yeah. movie broadcast yeah. news and um, uh, well Spanglish, but that wasn't good. But he kind of does these kind of like humor movies with a lot of heart. I think he did Terms of Endearment, and like I think he, you know. But what was so good about him was that he had like really actual dramatic things, and then kind of injected humor into that. And I think Judd's actually going the opposite way, where he feels like he has to have these dramatic moments to really give these things weight. But in the end, it just it kind of seems like this season of Vanderpump rules with all these new characters. It's like, where, where, do, where am I? Is this yes. funny? Is it dramatic? Cause it doesn't blend well, you know? Yeah. Totally. Like the, at the funeral for Amy Schumer's father, who's played by Colin Quinn. And I actually thought Colin Quinn Great. did a really yeah, good yeah. job. Um, but at the funeral, I was like, just let me be sad right now. Judd Apatow, stop inserting jokes. Like, yeah. I wanted it to just let be dramatic in that moment. You know, like, Stop, like he almost blended too much rather than just letting moments be what they were yeah but anyways i do feel like you know it was fun seeing lebron and amari and a bunch of other athletes in there <laughs> yeah. and i i saw i saw it was a, fun. a yeah, little it's fun yeah i saw an interview with amari where he said um yeah i really wanted to t to do this because i you know, I've been waiting to like kick off my acting career. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he hasn't really done anything else. I hope he... the worst thing you want an athlete to say. The worst thing you want an athlete to say is I want to <laughs> yeah. kick off my acting career. 
Should we play? Well, he's got Space Jam coming out. Don't forget about that. Oh, yeah. Um, should we play one of these clips? Um, how about when he's talking to Bill Hader about Cleveland? <laughs> this, oh, yeah. I thought was pretty good. Cleveland, Ohio? It's about the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Or maybe we go down to Kent to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know Superman was created in Cleveland? Yeah, no, I know Superman was created in Cleveland. You've told me that a number of times. You ever see Kyle Hogan Sunset? <laughs> do you know Cleveland's great for the whole family? Yes, 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 I do. You tell me that all the time. You randomly just text me that. I was wrong with that. weird. It's weird. I got free texting. Why are you trying to only <laughs> sell me in Cleveland? When are you going to come to Cleveland? I'll, 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 I'll come when I have the, uh, the time. I just don't have the time right now. I'll come when I have the time. I've just been really busy. You visit me in Miami all the time. Yeah, but that's Miami. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. Him saying I have free texting is very funny to me in 2015. <laughs> but to me, I swear to God, I want to know if that was written down or if that stuff you found. I feel like a lot of that dialogue, they were like, oh, okay, here's the setup and like, let's mess around. Like, oh, what would you say? Oh, it'd be funny if you said free taxi. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, let me see it. Like, I feel like it was like yeah. that kind of vibe. I feel like that a lot of that. And I think it works. Like, I think those scenes really work. I just don't know if then works when you have a written scene, like one of the Amy right. dad scenes or yeah. something like that. It just feels like a very different movie that, that they're never really blended, you know? I do feel like Jed Apatow is probably a good director for non-actors because he does just let them be themselves and say whatever, you know, he makes them feel comfortable and, you know, right. Like I was thinking he could do like, he could do the Chrissy Teigen story. Like it'd be like, uh, you know, (laughs) a supermodel girl, but she also loves to cook, but can't she be taken uh, seriously as a chef? You know, like you, like you, you can do it with any, you do a Jed Apatow movie and then you would have like some weird subplot of like, you know, and then her mother passes away mid movie, you know? Right, exactly. So um, let's give out uh, some awards. We do awards for uh, arbitrary categories every episode. Um, let's give out some donkeys. <laughs> donkeys! So we normally give out most points. <laughs> Who wins most points of the movie? I mean, I think the, the Knicks do because. Didn't they win that game? There was only one game um, <laughs> game footage section. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's give it to the Knicks. They deserve it. They had, <laughs> they're, they're, the team is really bad, Ryan, just for Whoa. for the record. I do, uh, know, that. I do know that, actually. I do, I do know that. <laughs> I actually do know that. That's well. That's that's great. Um, yeah, so let's throw them a bone and give them a donkey. Good for you guys. Why not? I'm going to give um, most erect to John Cena's <laughs> dick. Nice. Amazing. Way to go, John. <laughs> most erect. Uh, I mean, are you doing like best NBA superstar in the movie? Like LeBron or is like... We could do that. We could. Okay, yeah, like let's he, give it to uh, LeBron. It, yeah, I think LeBron did great as the best NBA superstar in the movie. Um, I want to give best cameo to Claudio Dirty, um, who I just love so much. She had a very small She's role amazing. in this movie, but seeing her made me happy. Oh, I know this wasn't part of the basketball, but like, it was kind of like, that's another Judd Apatow thing. He'll pick one actor that like, how did you get this actor? It was like Tilda Swinton was in it. Oh my God. Like that, oh, that, yeah. shocks, that shocks me, you know? I forgot she was in it. And when I saw her and also... Tilda Swinton is like the best character actor because she yeah. transforms herself completely. I was like, 
barely recognized her and she put on an accent i think maybe that's her normal Fine, accent who knows what she sounds yeah. like <laughs> yeah it was like one of those shocking things where you're like oh oh so i need oh i gotta take this movie seriously because she's in it now like you know like it's like one of those things where it like kind of messes with your mind a little bit exactly yeah. um i want to give uh biggest dick to all of the men in the movie because there were like three scenes <laughs> The very first scene where she's with that guy is like, whoa, you're like, oh, it keeps and going. Then, it's the Game of Thrones of dicks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then, of course, Bill Hader. And then John Cena. We, yeah. It's like, I guess right. everyone has a big dick. Yeah, I think. We live in a universe where there's just like giant penises. I will say, though, it is nice to live in a universe where penises do exist and it's not just female parts so i think that is uh, a, a positive <laughs> step for movies you know i think so yeah. too <laughs> yeah, uh, more, dicks, see any more dicks in yeah, movies. That, and that's why in the next fast and furious i hope there's much more dicks because train wreck has <laughs> paved the way for fast and furious to be more erect you know oh god exactly. i fucking cannot wait until that movie comes out I'm dead serious very excited <laughs> I'm gonna I wanna give worst fake accent to Method Man who played her dad's nurse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See that's that's her, his weird like, Jamaican nurse. That's that weird Judd Apatow casting where he's like, wouldn't it be funny if a serious nurse was played by Method Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well also her boss has like a weird accent that she calls out at one point. Right. Where she's like, Where is she even from? Like British or just posh gabe do you have a donkey you want to give out sure um i haven't seen this movie <laughs> since it came out in 2015 i don't remember much about it but something i do remember from a judd apatow production is um freaks and geeks when martin Starr gets home from school and he watches gary shanley and he's <laughs> laughing and eating that's chips. like one of my all-time so comic good. tv so scenes good. i love so that I'm gonna show give, <laughs> i'm gonna give a donkey to martin Starr watching <laughs> Watching, uh, Wait, we're Gary allowed Shandling to give out donkeys for things that are just mildly associated, like in like a literally very... anything, anything. Oh anything you want. Well, I like the band Counting Crows. Can I give out a donkey to them, even though they're not? <laughs> of course. I feel like they are forgotten a lot in music, but they did like Mr. Jones and Round Here and Along <laughs> December. I think they're a really great band, and I would have loved to have heard one of their songs in Trainwreck. <laughs> okay, sure. Nice. nice. We've never denied a donkey Very request. Cool. Oh, a donkey to all the moms. A donkey to all the moms out there. How about that? Oh, oh it's Mother's oh, Day today. Uh, I want to give a donkey to my mom who's been my... calling me and yeah, I, I have to my... text her to stop calling me. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all getting the same text. <laughs> I feel like a jerk, but Dunktown comes first. <laughs> um, that being said, I, I think... Um, the moms win win the donkeys. Yeah. yeah. Oh. County Crows was a close second though, I think. It, they were. They were. Yeah. I miss my mom. <laughs> She's not gonna hear this, but just for everyone else. Love you, mom. Thank you. Sorry about everything <laughs> she, I said. I there's no way she knows how to listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ryan, thank you so much for doing this Oh my God, this show. was a blast. Yeah, I was thank you. really nervous to go on a sports show, but then you guys made it so easy that, I mean, you made it hard too by We're watching barely Train a Wreck. sports show. No, this was great. This is, uh, <laughs> thank you. This was a very enjoyable, and I hope you guys will both come on my podcast together and 
and even Gabe, maybe maybe sure. Gabe can even just like chime in too because you guys have like an amazing Gabe loves reality you TV. Have an amazing uh, <laughs> I, I love this so thank you guys so much for having me of course yeah I would love to come back. I had so much fun doing your show. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned on my episode, there's nothing I would rather talk about than um, all the stupid reality shows that I spend all my time watching because it's my favorite. And especially talking to people who get it. Like, Yeah, there's like, like two types of people. It. There's two types of people that watch <laughs> it. The people that are like, take it as like Bible very seriously. They like are the people that get like, yes. like I love, I thought Jackson Brittany's wedding was beautiful. And then there's the people that get <laughs> how, how, get how silly, it, you know, get how stupid it is, how silly it is. And yeah. you can derive larger meaning from anything, which I love to do that. But at the same time, it's completely ridiculous. And I find it one of the funniest forms of comedy out there is reality shows. For you know? sure. And I feel like there's so much reality coming down the pipeline because most productions are halted. So they're figuring out ways to make it work. We're going to have a cornucopia of new shows coming in. (laughs) That's what I've been hearing. Literally 90 Day Fiance is like doing 90 Day Fiance quarantine where it's like we're literally they just send out like GoPros to all of these like people. And it's like half of it just watching them learn how to work their GoPro. But I love it. I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. You can't turn it on. It's cool. Should we do that with (laughs) Dunktown? Just have a live stream of all of yeah, us. Yeah, you totally could do that. That's <laughs> not interesting. I'm just in my bed for 20 hours a day. <laughs> just laying there. Do you have anything you want to plug? No, just, uh, hey guys, uh, if you're into reality shows or pop culture, give So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey at Shot. Um, you can find it at Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you need more than that, I have a Patreon now. It's patreon.com forward slash So Bad It's Good, where we uh, we do, I do, uh, and I'm, I'm, re- I'm ca- uh, recapping a show called NYC Prep that was on Bravo in 2009. It was an eight-episode limited series about like these private school kids, like 16-year-old private school kids. Horrible, horrible people. But uh, recapping that on there for a couple bucks a month. But yeah, just give it a shot if you like it. And uh, if you do, tell a friend. But that's pretty much it. Awesome. Oh, yeah, so that's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. This is so much fun. I love this. Um, yeah. Anastasia, do you have anything you want to plug? You know, I didn't have something prepared, but I think what I want to plug, what's like giving me momentum this week is just like being with your friends in any way that, that you can. Um, I've been, you know, figuring out ways to spend more time with my friends. And I feel like my friends have been like, including Gabe and Agata, have just been like so vital to me staying sane um, recently. Agata made a delicious frittata and uh, shared it <laughs> with me. Thanks for plugging my frittata <laughs> on the show. I appreciate Chris, it. Chrissy Teigen, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just, you know, do something nice for your friends. Check in on them. Give them a frittata. <laughs> I agree with that. So I, I've got a couple of friends drop off like little like treats and stuff like that of like baking because I can't cook and like it's been always a really amazing surprise that like warms my heart every time, you know, as I yeah, scream, as, I, so as, nice. my, as my roommate screams through the door, who is that? Get away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Do you have something you like to plug? Um, I just want to plug, like I mentioned before I started watching the New York housewives uh, and I'm now on season three. It's so good. I, this is the first time I watched any, any season of, any housewives franchise so um i'm getting into it um shout out to andrea who 
has convinced me to watch. <laughs> uh, she was she was telling me that the current season is really good, so I was like, "All right, I'll, why not? Let's work let's, up to it." Yeah, let's get into it. Um, Gabe, do you have a plug you want to give? Sure, um, I'd like to plug Indian food. Um, just <laughs> into it right now. Uh, yeah, Indian food. Yum. Eat it. Oh, I got one. Nice. I got one. Uh, water. It'll 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 sneak up on you, but it's good if you give it a chance. Uh, many uses for it, and um, I, I can't I can't say enough. Right before this recording, I was like, I have a headache, and then I was like, Oh my god, I haven't really had water. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you uh, the- if you take a bath or you shower, that is like water will come in handy there too. Like it's it's <laughs> multi purpose, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget to drink water. That's a good point because a lot of times when you're like, oh, I feel weird. I know this sounds very stupid and basic, but most of the time it's because you're dehydrated. Exactly. (laughs) So drink a big glass of water. Yep. Great plug. Thank you. Thank you. Great plug. All right. Thank you again to Ryan. um, And thanks to everyone who listens to us every week and comes on this journey with us. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I am on Twitter at Echo underscore Mint and on Instagram, Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both as Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website. It's dunk.town. If you like the show, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps us and we really appreciate it. We have t-shirts, stickers, and hoodies available for sale at dunk.town slash store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for all of your design work. Thank you to Andrew Clotworthy for our original theme song. Mm-hmm.